0: The greatest power in the universe is the word he who controls words controls thought and he who controls thought has control of the language if you control the language you control the discourse and if the discourse is controlled you control education and policy it all begins with the words we use when it comes to culture words are akin to a horse's bit by defining a word a particular way the way men think is altered As a man thinks, so is his culture formed and deformed. The point is, we think in words. Thoughts precede actions. Because words are concepts, and a concept is nothing more than a word clearly defined, what is in civilization was preceded by what was in a human mind. But to have power the word must be defined coherently and in concert with the rest of the words that make up a language. Words are defined in terms of other words. A concept is the result of the constituent words and their meaning being arranged in such a way so as to formulate an idea or thought. The culture is the sum total of all of the words available to the culture. A culture of few words and few ideas is a culture that is primitive. The frequency of the use of a word reflects the priorities and values of the culture. We only need to look at words and their use to understand how people think and the content of their culture. Liberals have aggressively taken over Western thought by capturing key ideas and translating them in ways that cause a good percentage of persons to think in a way defined as liberal. In this, they were insightful. If a group can capture the language by teaching children to use certain words in certain ways, they grow up inhabiting a certain culture and expressing a specific cultural perspective. Liberals knew why it is important to capture the language. Capture the language, and one has captured the mind. We cannot think without words, and we cannot think in ways that contradict the concepts available to us. Marriage is a case in point. The Bible defines a marriage as a union between one man and one woman. Liberals claim it is the state of being united as spouses in a consensual and contractual relationship recognized by law. In other words, it is a marriage if the law says it is. This shift of ideas into the province of a legal status is a phenomenon one will find is common with the liberal redefinition of words. According to liberals, a word might have meant such and such to you, but that is your opinion. Now, the word means this by law. The center of the liberal universe is the regulatory state. Meaning is by fiat. One is a spouse, because one is married, and one is married because one is a spouse, thus saith the liberal state. It is not just a matter of defining marriage differently. It is a matter of shifting our allegiance from God to state. If marriage is defined by consent, validated by the state, God is marginalized. Theocracy is transformed into democracy. If a marriage is a consensual and contractual relationship defined by law, those who want to get married must simply refer to the law. If the law accepts a contract can be established between man and dog, then they can be married. A child being told that a marriage is a consensual relationship will think differently about marriage than one told a marriage is a divinely ordained union of man and women, created by God to provide for the bearing and rearing of children. The fact that marriage is defined as a relationship between a man and a woman precludes marriage to children, at least according to the biblical definition. But if any word has caused problems, it is democracy. Virtually everyone champions democracy, at least if it is their group that has the majority. Even totalitarian regimes pay lip service to the democratic process. They may take more precautions than liberal democracies do, to ensure a ruling oligarch is re-elected, but the difference between a dictatorship and a liberal democracy is one of degree, not substance. But democracy is only as good as the things it is compared to are demonized. In this talk democracy is compared to theocracy rather than to a totalitarian monarchy, but what actually is a theocracy and is it anything like you imagine? But then, is democracy what you think it is? No one actually thinks a majority vote indicates much. No one is impressed by large numbers agreeing to vote a certain way. No one puts truth to a vote or elect what will be considered a fact. We do not marry a person selected by means of the democratic process. But there is a reverence for democracy that exceeds its actual usefulness. It is the connection of democracy with the will of the people, and the will of the people having been endowed with the will of God that has made democracy seem as if the very hand of God is directing the vote. Our obsession with democracy as the God-directed will of the people that has made theocracy irrelevant. But how can Christians have a church and not embrace theocracy? But Christians prefer to believe secular governments are as good as a theocracy, the elected leader only having come to power under the aegis of God. The Bible tells us that a leader is not someone to be feared, therefore Christians embrace him. Romans 3 verses 1 to 7 let every soul be subject unto the higher powers. For there is no power but of God, the powers that be are ordained of God. Whosoever therefore resisteth the power, resisteth the ordinance of God, and they that resist shall receive to themselves damnation. For rulers are not a terror to good works, but to the evil. Wilt thou then not be afraid of the power? Do that which is good, and thou shalt have praise of the same, for he is the minister of God to thee for good. But if thou do that which is evil, be afraid, for he beareth not the sword in vain, for he is the minister of God, a revenger to execute wrath upon him that doeth evil. Wherefore ye must needs be subject, not only for wrath, but also for conscience' sake. For for this cause pay ye tribute also, for they are God's ministers, attending continually upon this very thing. Render therefore to all their dues, tribute to whom tribute is due, custom to whom custom, fear to whom fear, honor to whom honor. This is a complex passage, but to it merely restates what is said in 1 Peter 2 verse 18. The Christian is a person of order, not chaos. If we are under authority, we must act with honesty and integrity and not be deceitful. We do not obey with eye service, but wholeheartedly. But scripture does not tell us to be slaves or subjects to secular overlords. We could interpret this to mean to always act in faith, not fear. Fear leads to extremism. In an extremist system, the ends fear one another, and this creates even greater division. God is the ultimate higher power... We are all subject to him. The passage could be interpreted as a logical proposition. If you do not wish to live in faith, then obey the devil with faith. We are in a war, but it is not a war against flesh and blood. It is a cultural war or a war of ideas, a war in which the meaning of words is more significant than guns. Theocracy has been dismissed by the left and democracy consistently praised because theocracy gives us a different way to see things. Democracy makes us complicit in what the state does. Democracy is the fulfillment of Romans 3. Whether we vote or not, we are under the powers that be. The right of election is considered tantamount to the people's voice. The people having spoken, we as a unit of same, are obliged to live with the decision of our peers. But theocracy never closes the door on our moral obligation to live in faith. We cannot hide behind what a ruler says or what the majority wants to do. We cannot hate or despise. What is more, in a theocracy there is no chance to hide behind a veil of ignorance. There is no back door that permits us to pass our mistakes onto society and future generations. What we do belongs to us and us alone. A theocracy is the culture of faith or the environment in which faith operates. Faith forces us to be accountable for our costs. The faithful do not own what they did not create. God is the author of the world, and He is its owner. We as the church do the will of God, which is to use what He has provided, in faith. Faith adds value to the things of God, and in this way, faith builds the church. The faithful do not build up their own personal wealth, but the wealth of the body of Christ. The faithful are the governing body of the church. The work of the faithful are works of faith that builds the body of the faithful by adding to the value of the church. Building up the body is done through specialization. All progress is produced by increases in specialization. The church is a methodology for creating specialization by means of faith. Specialization shifts power to the faithful. Theocracy is a system that empowers the faithful in contrast to democracy which empowers the flesh democracy benefits gangs movements and organized bodies in contrast with contractors artists and all creative and productive persons who specialize living in faith is to develop a specialization to live in faith is to engage in specialization democracy promotes mass movements and public ownership the process of voting encourages mob thinking and a sacrifice of individual to group survival. Theocracy rewards faith and faith is manifested in the most dramatic expression of individuality, specialization. It is through faith, manifested as a specialized way of adding value to the body of Christ, that the body of Christ is built up and theocracy grows stronger.